0: Welcome to the Lyons and Luff podcast series on the Swiss corporate law reform. After being in the making for almost twenty years, this reform touches a wide area of topics, ranging from gender equality to more flexible capital structures. My name is Gilles and I'm an associate in the Swiss corporate and M&A team of Lyons and Luff. Together with my colleagues, I will guide you through the most compelling upcoming amendments. This podcast series is divided into five short episodes. Each episode introduces a main topic and elaborates on its main pitfalls, challenges and implications. Each podcast is straight to the point. We aim to focus only on those topics that are the most relevant for you. Whether you want to learn about electronic resolutions and virtual meetings, duties of the board of directors, corporate governance for listed entities, changes related to share capital or shareholders' activism, this is the podcast for you. Let's embark on this journey together. In today's podcast, we are talking about two topics. Firstly, we will address the introduction of the so-called Capital Band – as a new instrument in relation to dynamic capital increases and decreases. Secondly, we will address the new possibility to distribute interim dividends throughout the year. Jamie, a member of our SIS Corporate and M&A team, is joining for today's podcast. Welcome, Jamie.
1: Hi, Jill. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here.
0: Before we dive into the details of the capital band, Could you shortly explain how the capital band works?
1: Sure. Under this new instrument, the general meeting of a company may authorise the board of directors to increase and decrease the share capital within a certain range and for a certain period of time. Generally, we can say that the capital band is a hybrid between the fixed capital, common in civil law countries, and the authorised capital, as known by the common law countries. Such a mix is surely an innovation in the European landscape.
0: Generally, what are the requirements for the establishment of a capital band?
1: Well, first of all, a statutory basis is required to establish the capital band. This means that articles of association must contain provisions regulating the parameters of the specific capital band. These parameters include the authorization of the board of directors, in its own authority to change the share capital within a defined range. In addition, the provisions may contain restrictions, requirements or conditions.
0: All right. So, if a company wants to introduce a capital band, it must amend its Articles of Association.
1: Exactly. In order to amend the Articles of Association, the shareholders must pass a corresponding resolution. Such resolution requires a qualified majority of two-thirds of the votes represented at the shareholders' meeting and a majority of the nominal value of the shares represented. The minutes of the shareholders' meeting must be notarized by a public deed.
0: Okay, going back to the parameters, how free are the shareholders in relation to the range of the capital band?
1: The parameters must define the minimum and maximum amount of, within which the share capital may be increased or decreased. These limits may not deviate more than 50% from the current registered share capital. As a minimum, the company must always have at least 100,000 Swiss francs share capital.
0: Is it possible to establish a capital band only in one direction, meaning that the board of directors is only allowed to either increase or decrease the share capital?
1: Yes, that is possible. In this regard, we note that the revised law provides for certain measures to protect the creditors of the company. In particular, only companies that have a statutory auditor are permitted to introduce a capital band, allowing capital decreases. If a company is subject to limited audit obligation and has opted out from these obligations, such company may only introduce a capital band that allows capital increases.
0: Understood. The revised corporate law will provide that capital bands can be introduced for a maximum term of five years. Is it possible to renew the capital band before expiration of its term?
1: Yes, the shareholders' meeting may at any time modify, extend or introduce a new capital band. However, we know that if conditional capital has been issued in the capital band and convertibles or options have been issued, it should be ensured that the company is still able to fulfill its obligations under such financial instruments. This is a usual topic that is encountered in companies with debt financing or with employee participation plans.
0: Right. So, it seems that if a capital band is introduced... The Board of Directors has broad flexibility to amend the equity structure of the company. This may have substantial consequences for certain or all shareholders. How are the shareholders protected?
1: Well, yes, I totally agree. And yes, the shareholders are generally protected through their subscription rights. This means that the Board of Directors, in case of a capital increase must give the existing shareholders the right to subscribe to newly issued shares in proportion to their current shareholdings. Accordingly, the existing shareholders are being protected against dilution of their shareholding. However, we know that shareholders' meeting may introduce with the capital band a right of the board of directors to revoke the subscription rights of the existing shareholders. Such a revocation is limited to cases where there are important reasons, such as the takeover of companies, parts of companies or participations, as well as the participation of employees. If the shareholders' meeting empowers the board of directors to revoke the subscription rights of the existing shareholders, the provision regarding the capital band in the Articles of Association must explicitly state for which reason a revocation is permitted. Usually, such provisions give rather broad flexibility to the board of directors and depending on the setup, shareholders are well advised to review the proposed language of the Articles Association with particular attention. In this regard, it may be useful to seek legal advice to find a wording that satisfies all parties involved.
0: Interesting Do you think the capital band will become a widely used instrument in practice?
1: Yes, for sure. Currently, many companies have issued authorized capital that allows the board of directors to increase the share capital of the company in its own decision. However, the maximum term for such authorized capital is two years and this term is generally considered too short. Therefore, the longer term of five years is largely welcome, both by the businesses and the lawyers.
0: I think we do not need to get into the details of how a capital increase is implemented from a legal perspective. However, it might be interesting to hear what kind of requirements are mandatory in case of capital decreases. Here the protection of creditors is king, right?
1: Absolutely. If the requirements for a capital increase are rather light and the process rather quick and straightforward, this is not the case for capital decreases. For capital decreases, the board of directors must publish a notification in relation to the capital decrease three times in the Swiss official Gazette of Commerce. Within two months from the third publication, creditors may lodge their claims with the designated office and demand satisfaction or that the company provides for securities for their claims. Only after this period of time the Board of Directors may proceed with the capital decrees. In addition, the Board of Directors requires an audit report confirming that the claims of the creditors are fully covered despite the capital decrees.
0: Right. You mentioned that the exercise of the right to increase or reduce capital may be subject to prerequisites and conditions. I would love to hear some examples.
1: Well, for example... Capital decreases could be restricted to cases of capital loss permitting the Board of Directors to decrease the capital to the extent required to cover such capital loss. Also, it could be thinkable to condition capital increases to the achievement of certain milestones. Also, a capital increase could be restricted to a certain purpose, such as strategic acquisitions or the issuance of financial instruments. In principle, there are no limits in relation to the granularity of the prerequisites or conditions. In any case, we expect to see different capital band structures depending on the specific setup of companies, such as size, sector or investor base and investment maturity.
0: Yes, Jamie, the capital band will allow flexible and bespoke capital structure and will therefore be one of the most interesting instruments implemented with the Swiss corporate law reform. But going on to the second topic, interim dividends, this will also have an important impact in practice. Currently, it is disputed if it is permitted to distribute dividends out of profits realized during the current business year. And the auditors usually refuse to provide companies with the required audit confirmation in relation to interim dividends. How will the situation be after the corporate law reform?
1: Well, interim dividends will be, in principle, permitted. This means that companies, provided that all legal requirements are met, will be permitted to distribute dividends out of the profit of the current year.
0: How does this work exactly?
1: Companies can hold an extraordinary shareholder's meeting to resolve an interim dividend. In addition to the general requirements for dividend distributions, shareholders' meetings may only resolve interim dividends distribution based on interim financial statements, which must not be older than six months. Moreover, the interim financial statements must be audited by the company's auditor prior to the shareholders' meeting. If a shareholder's resolution is taken without an audited financial statement, the interim dividend distribution is void and the shareholders are liable for the repayment of dividends distributed based on such resolution.
0: And is such an audit of the interim financial statements always mandatory?
1: No, it is not. The audit requirement is not mandatory for companies that validly opted out from the limited audit obligations. An audit of the interim financial statements can also be waived if all shareholders agree and the claims of the creditors are not jeopardized as a result. Such a waiver will have practical use in particular in intergroup constellations. However, we note that the requirements that the creditors are not jeopardized is rather vague and therefore risky. Depending on the financial situation of the company, an audit may be advisable even in intergroup constellations.
0: I agree. Is this a general waiver or must the shareholders consent to the waiver at every shareholders' meeting?
1: The shareholders must consent in each shareholders' meeting.
0: Okay. And what are the consequences if the payment of an interim dividend jeopardizes creditors' claims?
1: Well, the shareholders run a risk that they have to repay the amounts. Also, the Board of Directors may run a risk of personal directors' liability. Therefore, we recommend particular caution here.
0: Okay, thank you. What type of companies will be permitted to distribute interim dividends?
1: This will be stock corporations, limited partnerships, limited liability companies and cooperatives.
0: Well, thank you very much for all your explanations Our podcast is coming to an end. Uh, So what are the most important things to retain?
1: Well, both the capital band and the permissibility of distributing interim dividends provide companies with more flexible instruments in relation to their capital. On the one hand, the capital band will allow shareholders to empower the board of directors to implement capital increases or decreases within a certain predefined parameters. On the other hand, shareholders are no more required to wait for the end of the business year to distribute dividends from profits earned during the current business year. From this perspective, we expect both instruments to be vastly used in practice and we are looking forward to implement them for our clients.
0: Jamie, thank you very much and have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you very much. Silly. it was great to be here.
0: This was the last episode of the Lions and Louf podcast series on the Swiss corporate law reform. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your interest. If you require any further information, trainings, materials or if you have any specific question, please get in touch with us. You find our contact details and additional information on the website at lionslouf.ch or connect with us on LinkedIn.